Good morning, White Oak. It is so good to be here today. Uh, man, it is excited. I'm excited. If you're joining us online, I want to thank you so much for watching along with us. Today, we celebrate because Jesus is alive. Here at White Oak, yeah. Amen. Here at White Oak, we've been in this sermon series covering the gospel of Luke. It's called Luke's Good News. And in it, we've been studying the life of Jesus. Now, Luke was a first century Jesus follower. He wasn't an eyewitness of the things that Jesus did, but he gathered together eyewitnesses and put together what he calls an orderly account of the life of Jesus. And his mission statement for doing it, the reason that he wanted to do it is because he wanted us to be able to be certain of the things that were being told about Jesus. And so in doing this, as we've studied the book of Luke, our main objective, we've been really intentional about this, we've been trying to learn from Jesus to live like Jesus, And so each and every week of the sermon series, we would take a look at a teaching from Jesus and try to figure out how do we take this teaching, how do we take this story, how do we take this event that happened in the life of Jesus, how do we take that and how do we put that into practice in our life? What what is it that we should be learning from this? And so today, as we celebrate the resurrection, as we celebrate Easter together, we'll see that Jesus brings a tremendous amount of hope and joy because he is alive. And so today we can live with that same hope and that same joy simply because Jesus has risen. That's good news. And so as we continue today, one of the things that I want you to be aware of, our big idea for today is this. Jesus's resurrection brings full life. Full life is something that we talk about here at White Oak quite a bit. And so if you're new here or you haven't heard us use that phrase, I want to just take a few minutes and explain to you what it is that we're talking about. In White Oak's mission statement, we say that we are connecting people to full life in Jesus. That's what we're about. And in our vision statement, we kind of break down three aspects of what full life looks like. The first one is that we want everyone to kind of be able to answer the question, who am I? And in that, we've got this discovered identity. For every single one of us, we know without a shadow of a doubt, we know because of Jesus that we are a child of God. Full life brings us access to being God's children. And so we know who we are, all right? So who am I is a big question that we ask. And another question that we ask is, what am I supposed to do, right? Why am I here? Why am I here? Well, you're here and you've been equipped to love. That's the second thing, equipped to love. That we are equipped to love. So when we talk about full life, full life gives us this equipping from God through the Holy Spirit to do things that, that only you can do. You've got gifts and you've got talents and the idea is that we're supposed to use those things that God has blessed us with to bless other people. 
right? So we know who we are. We've got this discovered identity that we are a child of God. Nobody else is going to tell you who you are. You're going to allow God to tell you who you are. That's full life. I know who I am. I also know why I'm here. God has given me gifts and abilities to bless the world, to share the good news of the gospel, right? So I know who I am and I know why I'm here and I also know what it is that I'm supposed to do. I'm deployed for mission. And that is this idea that no matter where you are, I don't know what you're doing right now, I don't know what your job is, I don't know what your school situation is like, but wherever God has you, he's got you deployed intentionally to be able to share the good news that is Jesus is alive. And so here at White Oak, when we talk about having full life, we're talking about our identity. We're talking about being equipped to love and we're talking about being deployed for mission. That Jesus's resurrection, the fact that Jesus is alive, it opens us up to access to this full life. This idea of full life comes from John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. He says, but I have come so that they might have life to the full. And that's good news. It is good news. And so today we're going to be looking at the end of Luke's story, the recording of Jesus's life. And we're gonna be in Luke chapter 24, And so if you are with us today and you've got a Bible, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 24. Uh, If you're online, go ahead and pull that up either on your smartphone or grab your Bible. Um, We've got Bibles at the hub if you don't have one. We love the fact that people can follow along with us and read with us together. And so as we have come here in Luke chapter 24, we pick up on Sunday morning. At this point in time, the last week of Jesus' life has seen him ride into Jerusalem on a donkey and be worshipped by the entire city. It's seen him have a final meal with his closest followers and friends. It's seen him be betrayed by one of his own, be beaten and nailed to a cross. And now Jesus is presumed dead because he died on that cross and he was laid in the grave. And so on Sunday morning, there are some women who are going to go and attend to Jesus's body, all right? The scripture says they wanted to do it earlier, but because of the Sabbath day, they did not do anything. And so now it's Sunday and they're coming to find Jesus and they want to attend to his body. Look with me, starting with verse one in chapter 24. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men, clothes that gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while you were still with, while he was still with you in Galilee? The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day, 
raised again. Then they remembered his words. We pick up with these women going to the tomb to find Jesus. It says that, uh, that as they got there, right, that they see the tomb, the stone has been rolled away and there are angels standing in the place. You got to know that these women, these followers of Jesus, were brokenhearted. That all their hope and everything that they had put their trust in had died on that cross. No one believed that Jesus was coming back to life. No one believed that he was going to raise from the dead. They were shattered. All of their dreams, all of their hope, all, uh, all the teachings that he had given them about redeeming them, it died on the cross that day. I love what the angel says to them, though. Why do you look for the living among the dead? It says, he's not here. He is risen. And I don't know what you walked in here with. I don't know what you're going through. But there's some things in our life that we have going on that feel dead. You might be in a dead relationship. You may feel like that your marriage is dying. That it's got no hope. That it can't be brought back. Maybe you or somebody you know is battling cancer. And it just seems like this hopeless situation. Maybe you or somebody that you love is struggling with addiction. And it just feels like that every time there seems to be a glimmer of hope, they just fall back into it. Maybe it's depression. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with. I don't know what baggage you walked in here with. I don't know what your hurts are. But there are times in our life because I know it is for me, where you're just left asking the question, is this ever going to get better? Is this ever going to turn around? But the good news of Jesus, the fact that Jesus is alive, the good news of Jesus is that what God did bringing Jesus back to life, he can do in your life as well. That God's resurrecting power brings us forgiveness of our sins, gives us the hope of heaven, but it also can redeem the things that are going on in our life right now. He can bring marriages back to life. He, he can heal those that are, that are sick with cancer. He can cure addiction. And he can give you a hope and a joy and a peace to battle the depression that you're facing. God's power is demonstrated in bringing Jesus back to life. That's good news. We can have full life because of Jesus. Jesus' resurrection brings full life. And so as we pick up in Luke chapter 24, I want you to skip ahead to verse 18. 
So the women had traveled to see Jesus at the tomb and Jerusalem's kind of a mess. They had crucified Jesus and the town's kind of going crazy. The followers of Jesus are scattering because they're afraid that what they did to Jesus, they might do to them. And so there's some men who are traveling from Jerusalem to a small village called Emmaus. And they're walking down this road. And while they're walking down this road, they're met by another traveler. This traveler is actually Jesus, but they don't know that. Because it says in scripture that his identity was hidden from them. So we're going to pick up here in verse 18. And this is what it says. It says, one of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? Now this is Jesus talking back to them. What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. So Jesus is walking down this road with these men, and they're traveling to Emmaus. And man, their heads are down and they're broken. Did you hear what they said? We had hoped, past tense. We had hoped that he was the one that was going to redeem us. And even more, they said, it's the third day and nothing has happened. No one has seen him. You know, they said, there's been some some rumors about some women who went and found the tomb empty, but no one has seen Jesus Alive. These men are walking with Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever been there. Things in your life are going bad. You ever get wrapped up in your own self-pity? You ever get just wrapped up in like the uh, woe is me uh, thing? I feel like that's kind of these guys are going down this road and, and they're just focused on everything that's wrong in their life. And they're wondering, where, where is God at? When is God going to show up in my life? So often I feel like these men. There's tragedy going on in my life. There's brokenness going on in my life. There's these things that are going on in my life that feel like that they're out of control. And I'm just wondering, I'm like, God, where are you? And all along, if I would just open my eyes... Where is he? He's walking right alongside me. These men are walking with Jesus, but they can't even see it. They missed it. And and so here's a challenge for us right now. Like I said earlier, I I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your pain is. I, I know that in 2022, there's enough to go around. There's enough brokenness and there's enough heartache and there's enough sickness that we're all dealing with something, that we're all connected to somebody that's going through something. But my challenge to you is this. As you're walking down that road, would you open your eyes and realize that Jesus is walking right alongside of you? You're not alone. 
He has not abandoned you. You're not going through this journey by yourself. God is by your side. Maybe you're here today and this whole thing doesn't make much sense to you. You're not even sure what you believe about Jesus or the fact that maybe he came back to life. When Luke set out to write his gospel, it says that he spoke to eyewitnesses and that he wanted us to have a certainty of the things that he was reporting on. You ever notice that when Luke is writing that he's super specific when he's telling these narrative stories about Jesus's life? He uses names like Cleopas or he'll talk about a town like Emmaus. And so what is happening here is that Luke is creating a layer of accountability. He's creating an ability for somebody to fact check what he is saying. See, Luke wrote his gospel around 70 AD. Jesus died on the cross around 33 AD. And what I'm getting at is that the people that he's mentioning, the people who he was talking about, them or their relatives, they were still alive when Luke's gospel was being written. When these narrative stories were being told and circulated. And so if it wasn't true, and if if Cleopas never met Jesus on that road to Emmaus, somebody would have known him. And somebody could have asked him about it. I'm telling you this because I want you to know that Jesus is alive. And I want you to know that that's not just a make-believe story, that it's real. You see, if if it's made up, then all of this is for nothing. There's power in Jesus' resurrection because I believe that it's true. Jesus is real, and Jesus is alive. Let me remind you of our big idea. Jesus' resurrection brings full life. It doesn't do that if it's not real. And so today I want you to be able to be certain that Jesus lived, that Jesus died on a cross, and Jesus rose again. That's why we're here, and that's why we celebrate. So in Luke's telling of Jesus' life, we're towards the end here, 20, chapter 24, it's the last chapter. And towards the end of Jesus' message, he leaves a mission for his followers. He gathers them together one final time to leave them with some instructions. So I want you to look in Luke chapter 24, we're going to read verses 45 through 49. Pick up with me in verse 45. It says, Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus leaves his followers with a challenge. 
He says, repentance and forgiveness of sins is going to be preached around the entire world. And he says, you're going to do it. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be the one that carries this message of hope to the world. He says, well, I'm not going to leave you alone. He says, I'm going to give you exactly what my father had promised. If you've been reading through Luke with us, uh, here at White Oak, we've had a challenge to just read through the entire gospel of Luke together. And one of the things that we kind of noted was that the Holy Spirit has been prominent and active all the way from chapter 1 all the way here through chapter 24. The Holy Spirit is God's gift. It is God living in us. He is our counselor, and he is the one that testifies on our behalf. He is living in us. And he says, I want you to stay put because your promise is coming. He says, you're going to receive power when you are clothed with the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit that was promised to the followers of Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that's promised to you and to me. See, we're not alone. We're not doing this alone. The Holy Spirit is God living in us. And we can only have full life with God in us. Today, if you've come here and You've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never experienced the full life that Jesus offers. Man, I would love to talk to you. I'd love to talk to you about what full life in Jesus looks like. Talk to you about surrendering your life and giving it to Jesus in baptism. We've been celebrating baptisms here at White Oak each and every month, and we're going to continue to do that. And so if you'd like to talk to me about baptism, you can find me here this morning. You can email me. It's really easy. It's ksmith at thewocc.com. We've been given a challenge from Jesus that we're going to preach forgiveness and repentance to the whole world. And that we're going to share the good news story of Jesus' resurrection to all nations. That's what Jesus leaves for his followers to do. And so for each and every one of us, I've got a challenge for you this morning. It, it, is, it is participatory, okay? And so if you've got a phone, I'm just going to ask you to grab it, all right? This is a little bit different. We don't often do this, but I just want to challenge you that we've got an opportunity to share with somebody the hope that Jesus is alive. And so I'm just going to ask you to text somebody. It could be somebody that you know, somebody that you love, uh, but I'm going to challenge you to just to send a simple text message to somebody. Now, I could text my wife, or I could text my friend Nathan, and I could say, hey, Jesus is alive, and we could celebrate that. But that maybe is a little bit too easy for me. And so what I'm going to do, i got a friend, Jake. And Jake's been really having a, uh, a tough time. He's had some health issues. And, uh, and I'm just going to text 
Here's exactly what I'm going to say here to Jake. I'm going to say, Jake, man, I know that you've been dealing with some stuff, but I want you to know that we have hope because Jesus is alive. Amen? Because I think Jake needs reminded of that. I think Jake needs to hear that message this morning. And so I'm going to send this really simple text message to him that reminds him the power that God has over life and death. And that if God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can bring back the things in our life too. Amen. This has power because it's real. And there's people in your life that need reminded of that. And so I'm just going to challenge you. Whether you do it right now where you're sitting or you do it here this morning, send a text message to somebody that needs to hear the power that Jesus is alive. Jesus' resurrection brings full life. And that's the life that I want. I want to live fully in the grace and the forgiveness that God has for me. And my challenge is that that is where you would live as well. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your son, Jesus. And I am so thankful that he is alive, that he is risen. God, thank you for the grace and the forgiveness that he brings. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.